2: Tom Bernard Show with
1: co host Catherine Brandt, Andy Rob Bernard, and Mike Bellino.
2: And we'll be right back with the Tookie Bookie Show. <laughs> <laughs> you believe it? Tom Bernard Show. we we'll be right back. <laughs> Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer Way upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walser.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean
3: Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of
2: attorneys. It's going to be even more beautiful tomorrow when it's 44 degrees. What do you think of that action? Yep, I like it. 35, 35 and sunny today. 44 and sunny tomorrow in the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. What do you think of that action? Not bad. Not bad at all. That's all I have to say. Uh, the big news so far today, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Kirk Cousins is going to sign with the Minnesota Vikings for 84 guaranteed, 84 million dollars.
1: <laughs> I just. I- I, we do the weirdest things. <laughs> I know. We
2: really do. Guys, lifetime records, twenty six thirty and one. And I don't care what anyone says. Those Redskin teams were not bad. May, maybe they got to, I don't know, maybe their coaching staff sucks or something. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, like I said, I'm hopeful they know what they're doing, and he's going to be fabulous. That'd be wonderful. I, I'll, I'll support him. Until the season
1: starts, <laughs> <laughs> then the gloves are off.
2: Then the gloves are off. Then you got to perform, man. Kirk, I'm gonna I'm gonna support you for now, but gloves are off once the season starts. You got to get it done, man. Did not take Case Keenum very long to get a job, did it?
0: Nope.
2: He's signing tomorrow with the Denver Broncos, which is be a hell of a. I don't know, man. I don't. I I think Mike Zimmer just for some reason did not like him. I don't know why. But uh, I will tell you something, 84 million guaranteed, not one of those three quarterbacks is going to be back next year.
0: Yeah.
2: None of them. Bradford's gone. Bridgewater's gone. Keenum's gone. There is no way they're going to bring any of those three guys back. Well, Keenum's already gone. Bradford, I think he was going to come back, but then he got hurt on his way back. Thank you very much. Great <laughs> to be here. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, the Kirk Cousins deal, he's going to sign with the Vikings tomorrow for eighty-four. All $84 million of it is guaranteed. Uh, and then uh, President Trump fired Rex Tillerson by Twitter, via Twitter. But, again, I'm not offended by that because every time I've been fired in my life, it's never been face-to-face. I've always gotten fired uh, by, you know, changing the locks on the door or calling me at home going, Yeah, you're fired.
1: You know what uh, job I got fired from? What? Think of one of the worst jobs you could ever have. KFC? No.
4: Oh, uh,
2: well, he knew you worked at KFC. That's why he guessed that.
1: Yep. Telemarketing job.
2: How do you hell do you get fired from that? Because you wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, it was one of those. You know how it is, Melina. When you're a student. at the University of Minnesota, there's like all these job things all over the place. Oh yeah. Work here and you know make you can make forty dollars yeah. an hour, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but well, they had a
4: job fair at yeah. the uh, yeah. So
1: I went I went to this thing and it they, they were lying. They didn't even tell you what it was <laughs> when you got in there. And it was like selling vacuum cleaners or some freaking <laughs> weird thing. And it, you were my shift was from four to seven PM. So I'm calling everybody at dinner time. They all were mad, yelled at me, cursed at me, swore at me. And I was like, uh, okay. I didn't." And I didn't sell one vacuum cleaner my first day, so, you were so like, they fired me.
2: You were like Reverend Jim on uh, Taxi. <laughs> Remember he got one of the greatest. Did you ever see that episode? No, anybody I, see the episode no, of Taxi? I don't
1: ta- know which one
4: you're ta- talking about. Oh, my God. I've never seen any episode of Taxi. Okay, well, let me tell you something. Pretty funny show. He was a
2: guy yeah. who talked like this. He, he, he Well, he bought a bar, Mario's Bar. So he bought the bar, and <laughs> he said, I changed the name of the bar. I hope people don't get confused. Really? What's the name of Mario's now? I changed the name to Jim's Mario's. <laughs> 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 so... He goes to this person's house. He knocks on the door, and he's got this big valise with him. And he comes and he goes, I'm going to demonstrate to you the greatest vacuum cleaner of all time. And he walks over to their fireplace and takes two big scoops of ashes out of the fireplace and throws it on their white carpeting. Oh. He goes in the kitchen, gets some cooking oil, pours that on it. He, he dumps all kinds of just... Oil and ashes and dirt and everything, everything about it. Oh, I know you're concerned, but don't be worried. <laughs> this vacuum cleaner, it's like a miracle. It'll clean it all up. It'll be unbelievable. You're going to love it, and you'll buy one immediately. He leans over, unlatches the, the big suitcase, opens it up, takes out an encyclopedia and says, Oh, that's right. I didn't get the vacuum cleaner job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he destroys
2: their carpeting.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, finale! He forgot that he didn't get the vacuum cleaner job.
1: Oh, god! Job. <laughs> I, yeah, I could no.
2: I loved him, Christopher Lloyd. There are two Christopher Lloyds, by the way. One produces TV shows and movies, and the other one is the great actor who was in. Uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, and he played Pieces in Things to Do in Denver. Great movie. You ever seen that movie? Nope. Mm -hmm. If you've never seen it. Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. It's Andy Garcia. It's Christopher Lloyd. Bunch of big stars in it. Treat Williams is incredibly good in it.
4: Perhaps more famously, Doc Brown in um, Yeah, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah,
2: Yeah, he played Doc Brown. Easily
4: his most famous role.
2: That's exactly right. Joy Behar of The View apologized Uh. Tuesday for suggesting mental illness was behind the claims by people that Jesus Christ talked to them in remarks made on her show last month about Vice President Mike Pence. Mm. Her comments launched a protest that made it all the way to a shareholder's meeting of the ABC parent Walt Disney Corporation. Pence said on Monday that when Behar called him personally to say she was sorry, he urged her to apologize publicly, so she did at the top of Tuesday's show. I was raised to respect everyone's religious face, and I fell short. Fell short? <laughs> you should be fired today. Yeah, And I'm, look, I'm not even religious, but you people running your mouths and pissing all over everybody else's beliefs, I'm getting really tired of it.
1: Well, and it's been a fashionable to Christian bash now oh, yeah. for quite oh, some yeah. time.
4: Christian bash it's is very, very cool, cool now. Yeah. I just want some consistency. That'd like, be good. Like, make it so either, you can say that communicating with Jesus is mental illness if you also apply that to, you know, Yahweh and Muhammad, yeah, but they'll exactly. never do that. That'll so, you know, have it one way or the other. Either religion is okay or it's not.
2: Well, Andy makes a very good point because if, if, you, if Joy Behar had said on The View that Muhammad is a fool or something like that, she'd be dead already. Well, it's, mm. all,
1: it's very dangerous to say that.
2: That's what I'm well, – yeah. of course it is.
1: Very dangerous. But
2: she finds it okay to say it about Jesus. Right. You know, why don't we respect Muhammad? Why don't we respect Jesus? Why don't we respect Yahweh? Whomever, some people find great peace – In that. Yes. Why don't you just let them have their peace? If you're a Jew, a Christian, a Muslim, whatever you are, as long as you don't harm other people because you believe in your religion and Christians have done it and Muslims have done it. There's no doubt about that. I'm, I'm certain that all faiths have done it but that's not what the religion taught them to do that came out of their own head
4: okay oh, yeah. if you asked your average muslim extremist why you're not supposed to depict muhammad none of them would know they would not know they wouldn't know the answer they just know that you're not supposed to because yeah. you know that's what their imam told them but so
2: i but yeah that's the whole whole. Thing. even though i'm not a real religious guy myself i i just it it brings peace to some people And it makes some people happy. And again, if they're not shoving it down your throat and they're not harming you, yeah, you cannot use your religion to harm other people. Uh, Joy Behar is not funny. And by the way, they keep saying she was a stand-up comedian. When was she a stand-up comedian? Was she? I don't remember seeing her on the Johnny Carson show, but maybe she was on
1: there. Maybe she did the cat skills. Uh, Seems like her crowd.
4: She was on the Joy Behar show on HLN. Okay, then what's that? Oh, headline news? Uh. What?
2: She was on the headline news channel doing stand up comedy?
4: Is that what HLN? No, it was a program, a news program and talk show. Okay, so she's never been a stand up comedian. Uh, say anything? I don't think so. Yeah, because they keep what? claiming Wait. she was a stand up comedian. I'm
0: no missionary. I don't even believe in Jeebus. Let me out. <laughs> Sorry, no can do. do <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Oh, save me, Jeebus!
2: (laughs) There it is. I don't even believe in Jeebus. Save me,
3: Jeebus!
2: (laughs) That's exactly it, isn't it? It's true.
4: How can an ace be one and eleven? What kind of God would allow that? Oh, wait, she was a stand-up comedian on Good Morning America. Apparently, <laughs> well, stand-up so comedian. That's not a stand-up comedian, but <laughs> oh, guess.
1: like she warmed up the crowd.
4: I guess.
1: I don't know. She just is so abrasive. Uh,
4: she's, she's horrible. I mean, she's she worked the comedy so club circuit. Abrasive. Apparently, she did at oh. some point in like the late '80s. When was she ever at Acme
2: or Rick Bronson's House Comedy?
4: <laughs> it just says the comedy club circuit. So who no, knows? So in other words, it's made. Of, yeah, so
2: did I. Remember when I was working the comedy club circuit, Catherine, before the kids were born? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you were supposed to say yes. I
1: remember you. You know, I you're shall no, not tell a lie. You
2: know, Joy Behar. I'll tell you that.
1: She's. I don't know. Just she's disgusting. Well, that show just makes me well, want to vomit.
4: Show, oh, whole the show is oh, the view was just the worst.
1: Oh, so bad.
4: It's seriously the worst. Yeah.
2: Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, Joy Behar, the view apologized Tuesday. Uh, Mike Pence said, "Why don't you apologize publicly?" So she did at the top Tuesday show. I was raised to respect everyone's religious faith, and I fell short of that. The comedian mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. "I sincerely apologize for what I said." Mm-hmm. Show moderator Whoopi Goldberg quickly moved on. Behar's original comments came on February 13th during a discussion that touched upon Pence's Christianity. It's one thing to talk to Jesus, Behar said. It's another thing when Jesus talks to you. That's called mental illness, if I'm not correct, hearing voices. I don't think he came out and said, I don't know. I wasn't there because someone speaks to you. I've heard people say that about a painting. That painting speaks to me. Yeah, They don't mean they hear a voice. It just speaks to them in a language... Look, good God. Why do we even have to explain this?
1: Why doesn't she just shut up for once? You know, you know, I love how she is always throwing stones at everybody else, especially Republicans. I mean, she hates mm-hmm. Republicans yeah,
3: she
2: does. Well,
1: really badly. Plus, But she does the same thing. She never shuts up either.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, no, exactly. And she,
1: can, you know, she spouts off constantly.
2: My question is, can he talk to Mary Magdalene without his wife in the room? What does that mean? Would that be cheating on her if he, if, if Mary Magdalene, he talked to Mary Magdalene because she was a hooker?
4: She wasn't actually a hooker. People she, just assumed she was. I know.
2: She actually was not a hooker, but everybody thinks she was. On the same show, Behar said she did not believe Pence was mentally ill and that he would be a, make a better president than Donald Trump. But the damage had been done. Pence spoke out against the remarks in The View and returned to the topic two days later. Behar mentioned being a Christian herself who gives money to her church. She called it a joke gone awry. I don't mean to offend people, she said, but I apparently I keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. The Conservative Media Research Center launched a campaign that its president Brent Bozell said Tuesday resulted in some 40,000 protest phone calls wow. being placed to ABC and 9,000 advertisers on The View in response uh, uh, in response to a question at a shareholders meeting last week. Disney Corporation chief executive Robert Iger I just used to call him Bob when I worked for Disney. (laughs) Good old Bob. Bob Iger, you know. Said that Behar had called Pence to apologize. The vice president confirmed that in his interview Monday with Sean Hannity of Fox News Channel. I felt it was important that I defend the faith of tens of millions of Americans against that kind of slander, Pence said. And I did so. And, you know, I give Joy Behar a lot of credit. She picked up the phone. She called me. She was very sincere. And she apologized. Mm -hmm. And one of the things my faith teaches me is grace. Forgive as you've been forgiven. Oh, that's good. That is good. That is good. So that's a nice thing. I
1: respect the fact that she actually did that.
2: I agree. She picked up the phone like a grown woman, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. But maybe just once in a while. I mean, can you imagine me being in the position of telling somebody else to shut up? Think about that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God, you talk about stretch, stretching the argument. But, yeah, I, I didn't know that Joy Behar was a Christian.
1: Me I, I, I just don't. I just got a text from Wendy. I always thought Joy Joy was a Jewish comedian.
4: Well, yeah, I I'm pretty sure she is. Did she convert or something?
1: I don't know. I have no idea. I really don't follow her.
2: Andy's
4: going to check Ooh, She out. is of Italian descent. Joy Behar is Italian? Yeah, apparently.
2: <laughs> God, Molina, nice outfit you got. <laughs> what? Joy Behar. You no, know, she married
4: Oh, that's not her original name. She kept the name of her first husband for some reason. Was well, she married to a guy Private named Behar? Yeah, her original name is Okuto. <laughs> Okuto? Yeah. I like that name, Okuto. Yeah, Josephine Victoria Okuto. Yeah. So, and but then she married a uh, Steve Yanowitz but didn't oh, yeah. take his name for some reason.
2: <laughs> so her husband is Jewish. <clears throat>
4: I would assume so. A
1: lot of women don't change. Once they have whatever their children's name is, they just stick with that.
4: I mean, she was married for like, she was married for 16 years. So I guess you get used to it or something.
2: Okay, here's what we'll do. We have to take a break here for a couple of minutes. But when we come back, I will read some of the comments to that story. It's one of my favorite new things to do. Comments to stories because people are the worst thing that ever happened to the earth. We'll be back. Tom Bernard, aren't you? Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented easy-level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting Leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Northwest Sports Show at the Minneapolis Convention Center, March 22nd through the 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special, where, with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow Docks and Lifts a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location and those unwanted pounds, they're going fast. Unlike any other weight loss program, Nutramost is so easy and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life and I know they can help you too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a free informational dinner where you too can learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client, an owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner. It's Tuesday, April 3rd, 6 p.m. at Jake's City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutrimost. Just off Highway 55 and 494, space is limited, so call 763-333-7337 now to register. That's 763-333-7337. Love this song. You know, I don't, uh, I don't go to funerals, so I didn't go to my dad's funeral. But I guess they played this song at his funeral, and my sister came apart at the seams. I would imagine that'd be that'd be pretty tough to listen to at one of your parents' funerals. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: We played this at my mom's funeral, and
1: yep, I was oh, starting to you? become undone. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Oh uh,
2: yeah. Oh yeah. It's quite understandable, ladies and gentlemen. But in any case, why did you play Ave Maria there?
0: Yeah, just a uh, shout-out to Joy Behar.
2: Oh, to your sister, your <laughs> Italian sister. From our uh, Italian I said brother, Bocelli. she looks like Midler. Yeah, she does. Yeah, exactly. She does. Yeah, Andre Bocelli, or as Catherine's friend uh, said, let's go see Andrew Biscotti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Andy Biscotti. That's Name's who we're going to go see. Biscotti.
1: Gonna Andrew Biscotti. You're going to love him. i are going to Andrew Biscotti. It's unbelievable.
2: Ah... Uh, uh, <laughs> Andre Bocelli, Andy Biscotti. It's close. Yeah, at least knew, you knew who she was talking about. Uh,
1: <laughs> Do You mean Bocelli? Yeah.
2: Apparently, I know it's hard to believe, but uh, so Joy Behar's been married three times, Andy? Is that what you're saying? Only uh, twice. Oh, twice. She's been married twice. Ugh. That's not that bad.
4: Well, she was... Single for like thirty years. Oh, I can see was. why she uh, she got married. Let's see. She was born in nineteen forty two, and she got married in sixty five. So she's seventy five years old. Yep.
1: God, these women that get these good facelifts. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> definitely I gotta That's Nice. I gotta do that.
4: But when yeah, seventy six. I uh, need get all tuned up. Divorced in eighty one, and then remarried in two thousand eleven. She really? Yeah.
1: It's get odd. all tuned up. She'd
2: get all, she got all tuned up.
1: Got herself a man. Or maybe Damn that's right. why she looks like yeah.
4: Bette Midler is because they have the same face now. Yeah,
2: maybe. <laughs> they got tuned up by the same
1: I know. Uh, doctor. Yeah. It's like the ladies on Palm Beach Island. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, they all yeah. go to the same guy and they all have this weird... Yeah. Trout mouth thing going on. I know it's, it's horrible. Bad. You have the trout mouth. It's yep, really yep, bad. Yep,
4: yep. Yeah. If you ever get plastic surgery around your mouth, ask for like the bare minimum, <laughs> because for some reason people always get way too much, and they always end up looking not quite human.
1: We'll talk
2: to Ralph Basham about that the next time he's in. Ralph, <laughs>
1: Ralph tomorrow. Does, Ralph won't do that no, to he people. He oh, was
2: going to be. He's all, he'll be on next Tuesday.
4: Oh, is he in California?
2: No, he's not in California. But his daughter's having a baby very soon. Oh. Yes. Well, that'll be good.
4: That's, he's on we like standby.
1: Days. He's we on like, standby. He's
2: on baby standby.
4: That's exactly be on right. Baby standby. Just in case it comes out ugly and he has to fix it.
1: Oh. Oh my God! Really?
4: Oh, he's a doctor. He's a plastic surgeon. Yeah. Okay. The plastic surgeon on standby. It'll I'm pretty be a sure
1: beautiful baby. It will
4: be a beautiful baby. The parents are good-looking people, yes, so that's
1: everybody's good-looking.
4: Um,
2: some of the comments on the Joy Behar-Mike Pence story. Oh. Uh, OMG MOV. Oh, my God. What does MOV
4: stand for? I have no idea. Oh, my God, MOV. MOV. My,
1: MOV. It's an
4: know. X86 opcode.
2: Well, there you go. Uh, I don't see how anyone who says Jesus talks to them can be taken seriously. It's because you're a
4: moron. I looked it up, and he has never claimed that. Of course not. Omarosa claimed that he said Jesus talks to him, but he's never said that. So So
2: Omarosa. It's one of those
4: things that, yeah, it's like a... She's it's trying a, to make money. It's a mainstream news, yeah. you know, making stuff up kind See, of thing.
2: There you go. Once again, the guy's never done it. Look, and I, I'm not defending Mike Pence or anything, but I am defending his right to his Christianity, just like I would a Muslim or a Jew or any other faith. Uh, listen, OMG, MOV, you're a moron. That's, Jesus doesn't actually talk to people.
1: Well, it's like some I said. In this, think that he does.
2: Well, those, those, they do not.
1: Sure. Who? People, yeah, some people, people do. People do believe that they have a- conversations. All
2: right. Well, then I want a miracle. If that does happen, let's go. I Jeebus. think you have to
1: be, become more dedicated for longer than three seconds.
2: Save me, Jeebus <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uncletio... Uh, it's an amazing world. If I claim I talk to aliens, people would think I'm mentally ill. If I claim I talk to God, I can be a political leader. So, gee, I wonder who – oh, it's in the Star Oh, they're Star Tribune uh, commenters. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. There you go. Okay, I'm going to read just one more. Uh, Marketer says she's not wrong, and then I'll read one more. So a guy goes to church every Sunday and prays to God to win the lottery so he can provide for his family and children. The lottery keeps growing each week, and each Sunday the guy keeps with the same prayer. Finally, the third Sunday, he prays really hard, even staying late after everyone is left, telling God that half of whatever he wins goes to the church, only needs so much for his family. Suddenly a bolt of thunder, uh, it's a bolt of lightning not a bolt of thunder, Okay. Uh, thunder doesn't. Uh, uh,
4: thunder strikes, it doesn't bolt. Thunder doesn't strike either.
1: No, lightning Technically, strikes. thunder is
4: just the sound. Just the sound, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: thunder struck.
4: But for some reason, people say things like thunderbolt.
2: Thunderbolt, yeah, yeah, they do. Suddenly a bolt of thunder and a deep, booming voice rattles the sanctuary. Peter, meet me halfway. Buy a ticket. What? Is this what?
1: a long story?
4: Is this from, like, a 1920s joke book? That was supposed to be a joke?
1: <laughs> is this a... St. Peter, the pearly gates joke. My mom knows a bunch of them. That
4: is
2: one of the worst. What does that mean? Peter, meet me halfway, buy a ticket.
1: I think they're drunk. Move on.
2: By, you buy a lottery ticket. But I don't understand. P-
1: they're a bad writer.
2: <laughs> so basically every comment in this story is exactly the same, that uh, Mike Pence is the bad guy and that Joy Behar is the good person. Oh, yeah, it's a star, tr-
1: star Tribune, yeah. It's that, a Star Tribune. Yeah, I mean, you got to consider the source.
2: Here's what I don't understand about anybody who's far left or far right. How can you go through life thinking you're always right? Because it's fun. It's not fun. It's not. It makes no sense. You're not always right. Don't, uh, honestly, Uh, what I think is the absolute truth and that's all there is to it. But how do you think you're going through life and what you think is the 100% truth and you will not uh, listen to anybody else's opinion on anything because you, you know
4: only ever associate with people who think exactly like exactly. you then you can make that illusion pretty easily
2: but see I don't uh, you know I, I'm good friends with, with uh, you know Osgard and Kendall Norberg and Fitz and they have varying political views Michael Bryant and Doug Sprinthal tend to lean left they're not psychotically left. But I hang around with a lot of people that have different political views. You learn things that way. See, that's my argument, is if you do wander into somebody else's camp, you could actually learn something. Whether that something is good or bad, you learn, right? Yeah. I, I... I find it very pleasant talking to Michael Bryant and Doug Sprinthal and and Kendall and, and Kevin and all these
1: people. Well, th- there's a difference. I think if you're secure in your beliefs and in who you are, you don't have to have everybody else agree with you.
2: Yeah. I think that's true.
1: Yeah, and if, you, if you're insecure, then you have to be surrounded by people that think and talk the exact same way that you do.
2: Look, I think the tax cut that everybody thought was so horrible and now they have to admit – was not horrible and it was not all about the rich because I can't even tell the number of companies that have given bonuses to their employees because of that C Corp tax cut. Uh, Catherine and I did not get a tax cut. Matter of fact, our taxes are going to go up because they got rid of the um, property tax write off over a certain amount of money. Catherine, my Catherine and my taxes went up, uh, but it benefited a lot of people. Uh, in the metropolitan area, there were companies that said, hey, we're, we're going to pass. XL Energy said, Bill, that tax cut could lead to a, a rebate to all our customers. They didn't say it would. They could said it be, could.
1: could, might.
2: So that's a good thing. So you can't argue that part of it, that, that those people, for those people, it's a good thing. So Donald Trump is not the worst human being ever born, the worst president of all time, and oh, my God. Now, firing your secretary of state on Twitter – is one of the most horse's ass things I've ever heard in my entire life. And it's idiotic, and he should be roundly criticized for doing that. There are things about him that are good. There are things about him that are bad, just like every other human being.
3: Right?
1: Yes.
2: That's fine, isn't it? Have you ever met the perfect human being? I mean, I have because I married Catherine, but you yeah.
1: know.
3: Oh,
2: good God. Even she doesn't believe that. That's I'm, I'm
1: looking at. Trump's Twitter page to see when he when 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 did he when did he fire him on Twitter?
2: Uh, I think last night. Last night. I'm not sure about that, but I think it was last night.
4: Well, I think it was this morning Uh, because uh, I
3: think Tillerson met
0: with uh, Kelly on Friday, and Kelly informed him that he probably was going to be you know let go sometime you know in the coming weeks. He did not say exactly when. And then
3: Tillerson the tweet was at
4: 7:44 a.m. today. Yeah, seven forty four this morning. So he knew he was going to get
2: fired, but he didn't know he was going to get fired on Twitter. Yeah, which even though he knew he was going to get fired is wrong to, to fire. But again, that's how every time I've been fired, that's how I got fired. They didn't do it to my face; Apparently, they fired me in another way.
4: Trump called him a couple hours later. He tweeted just before a. F- flight and then call him after the flight to tell him he was fired or something. So Five can,
1: yeah. hours ago, it says Mike Pompeo.
4: Ma- Mike Pompeo, yeah.
1: Director of the CIA will become our new Secretary of State. He will do a fantastic job. Thank you to Rex Tillerson for his service. Uh, Gina Haspel will become the new Director of the CIA and the first woman so, cho- so chosen. Congratulations to all. I don't see... This firing on a tweet Well
4: thank Andy, you to Andy's Rex Tillerson for yeah. his is Firing well, well, I mean not not literally But that's well, like you
2: know Well what did he say on Twitter What exactly did he say at 744 that's on That's exactly what he said Thank you for your service Thank Yeah
1: Yeah and well, that's, that's how Tillerson found out someone.
2: Yeah but that's not really firing someone Thank you for your service. I, well, I
1: it's everybody. announcing
4: that you're going to fire him. Basically, uh, uh, maybe
1: Trump had somebody else do the firing, and they just didn't get to it yet. I don't know. I don't
4: know. Yeah, you never really know. No, you never really. It's not know. like he tweeted, "Rex, get out." I just I, I wish <laughs> Trump would back off on the
2: tweeting. I really it just would you please just back off on the tweeting? My uh, God, it's all you. You gonna love happen. Twitter.
1: He so. does love Twitter.
2: Although Twitter loves him because he saved that company. That company was about ready to go under before him. Well, so they must love him, I would think.
1: Yeah,
4: and, he uh, he threw some gasoline on some embers, and now the barn's on fire yeah. again.
1: <laughs> My, I follow Tom, Donald Trump and Chuck Schumer, because Chuck Schumer, every oh, 15 minutes one. he turns purple with rage about anything. Yeah, he's
2: another one of Chuck a, Schumer, phony. Yeah.
1: Pretty much just is a knee-jerk reactor to whatever Trump does. It's pretty funny.
2: But it is all of those people. That's the thing about it. It's all of them that act like complete jackasses. I don't know. Maybe there are some public servants out there that actually are public servants, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how the whole thing shakes out. I I just, again, I just really wish you wouldn't. Now, Mr. Trump, I know you're used to running big corporations and you do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it, but you got to... And he does admit fully that I'm not presidential. He says that all the time. I'm not presidential. So. No,
1: he is not. Uh, and he said he was going to be the most presidential president ever.
2: He did say. He did he was, lie about that. He, Remember? he did say
1: that? Uh, oh, yeah. He, he said, I'm going to oh, be the most God. presidential president you've ever seen.
4: Well, how often do people make a complete personality change when they're 70?
1: Well, it doesn't
4: happen often. No. So why would you expect it this time? Is he? What is he, 74 or something 71. Like that?
2: He's only 71.
4: Yeah, but he got—he was elected when he was 70, so it's like, you know, why are we expecting someone to live the first 70 years of his life one way and then all of a sudden become a different person? Yeah, that's... Doesn't really, make any sense. Yeah, that's really not going to work out yeah, very well.
1: I guess on all of his reality shows and stuff, he 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 is that guy. That's who he is.
2: Yeah, he is. He wasn't acting. No, I mean, here's a guy who says that he got his start by getting a $1 million loan from his father. Well, uh, turns out it was actually fourteen million dollars. Uh, who's but, counting? Yeah, you know, he—he's a businessman. I—I don't think I've ever met a businessman who doesn't expand on the truth. I mean, have you ever met anybody that that doesn't expand on the truth that runs a business that big? No. Hello. Hello.
4: Is this Todd? Todd. Uh,
2: yes. Todd, how are you? We're we're just about to go to break. Can we? Uh, can we talk for a minute and then go to a very, very quick break and come back and talk all about... I watched your special, and I want to talk to you about that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we can... Uh, whatever you want.
2: Todd, I want to know, going into the break... And again, it's only a two-minute break. It's very quick.
0: Yeah, uh, no problem. What,
2: big shot, you get your own orchestra. How do you like that, right? Yeah, what's that all <laughs> about? I mean, I, I, I tune in, I watch the special... I mean, rim shots are rim shots, but I mean, you got the entire orchestra, you got the whole deal, the whole deal going on. I I, I tell you what, we'll take the break right here. We'll come back and I want to find out what the inspiration behind the orchestra on stage with Todd Glass, ladies and gentlemen, and talk
0: about a tease.
2: That's a tease right there, Mr. Glass. And we'll That's
0: be right back. right there, everybody. Please. And we'll be back right after this. Let me throw it a break. Please, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> On the Tom Bernard Just Show. Go you to break. Say you go say to it. break. Oh okay. now, now, We'll be back with the Tom Bernard Show
2: right after this. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. That's 763-401-SOLD, the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD, call now, get the free staging package and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. for either one of my votes. It depends on how you, how you take the whole thing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Todd Glass. Todd Glass is Netflix special act. Happy, Todd. How have you been? Tom, Tom, Tom. How Tom, you doing? Tom, <laughs> t- Tom, Tom, Tom. Now you sound like my mother. My mother used to do that. Tom, yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom. Tom, Tom.
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm at the gym. If you hear any background noise, I apologize.
2: No, it's not a problem. Um, I, I will tell you what, I I, have, I did notice from your special because Todd, showing off, wears a t-shirt that shows how muscular he
0: is. Well, I'm not really. I'm not, you know what, I appreciate the compliment, but uh, if I had muscles like that, I wouldn't show them because there's an old thing in comedy that muscles aren't funny. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, there was a comedian walking down the improv years ago, and one of the owners of the improv, he was going on stage with his you know his mus, his arm, big. Arm. It's all right if you're in good shape, but you should. You know, it's not funny. And True. he goes, "Hey," he taps him on the shoulder. He goes, "Hey, muscles aren't funny." <laughs> for some reason, it's it's a good. It's like I think it's the sort of thing like Joe Piscopo died for our sins. Like yeah. he taught. Come on, didn't did he? Did he? Yeah, I know he's alive. What I mean is, he went muscular like so many years ago. It's like it's just it's not funny.
2: No, I understand exactly what you're saying. Like,
0: so I'm not bad, but uh, but I appreciate, I appreciate, I'll take it. I should just shut up and take the compliment. Yeah,
2: the compliment, compliments um, are a good thing. There's no question about it.
0: Yes. And the orchestra, well, I mean, it, it's about a set, it's a seven piece. On the road, I try to have keyboards and drums in every market I go to. You know, some have played for me before. Uh, you know, like I just get guys that or women that listen to the podcast and they play for me as the people are being sat, because I think it adds a cool element to the night. Of, even as you're entering the club, there's two people on stage in black suits just playing jazz as you're being sat. It makes it like a, a cool evening. But for the special, I, uh, I, I, you know, we upped it a little.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm telling you what, it was very, very impressive. I tuned in to watch the special when it, when it came out. And uh, all the, you got... Yeah, I, I see the, dry, he's, oh, he's going to have a rim shots, so that's good. And then I look and there's the entire orchestra. You reference the orchestra quite often uh, in act Well, they which, do bits, yeah. Yeah, they do bits, right. Uh, well, I don't want to give away too much to people who haven't seen it, but yeah, they do, the orchestra does bits, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, they, they, and, and the more bits, like, the more they're with you, the more bits they can do. And it really does make touring fun, like, when you have two people that have, or three, sometimes I'll use, like, two musicians I've used, and then I'll fill the band up with like you know like obviously one of the people in the band all she did was play the triangle so you know i'll, I'll like fill it up with other stuff sometimes i'll put somebody you know on ratchet just one person on ratchet you know all night long like, give me some ratchet over there but it, it does make performing fun and it just like i said i feel like it makes it like an event like even as people are leaving after i say good night and the band's wailing out a song instrumentally as they're exiting, so I I, I really I like it. I, I really enjoy it. I started doing it around three years ago.
2: No, I I think it's it's wonderful having the entire orchestra on stage with you the whole time. I do have to tell you, and whoever was on the show, I say this too, but I whenever I see in someone's bio, uh, including performances on Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn, I tear up because I loved that show. I thought it was brilliant, and whatever happened, I don't know. Colin Quinn's a great guy, anyway. I've always liked Colin Quinn. Um, yeah, I'm I'm like an
0: absurd Colin Quinn fan. Well, absurd yep. is a real word, but I I just love anything he does. Yep. I'm you know a big Colin Quinn fan, and that show, you know, it was it was a lot it was a lot of fun to do, and you know, you talk about stuff. Sometimes people said things, obviously. Uh, that I don't agree with, but yep. that was the place to do it, you know? Yep. Yep. So uh, it, it, it was it was always a lot of fun to do that show. And you got to get a trip to New York, and, you know, so it was a, it was a, it was a lot of fun.
2: Well, I became a big Todd Glass fan many years ago, and the highest compliment I can pay someone is to say you're a smartass, because I find it... When you used to set people up, there was... I, you know, I don't remember what show it was on, but you were wearing a medical coat, and you actually even had a stethoscope around your neck,
0: and you were fake. That was a bit I... Yeah, that was a bit I did for a while. I, I mean, who knows? There might be one or two left, <laughs> but on Tosh.0, where it was just a bit... The joke was, I feel like, taking out of context, every bit that I did on there could sound... No, no, know, I understand. sexist or racist. I understand. But it was... Yeah, it was this concept of that I was the worst prank show in the world, right? And uh, that's why when people sometimes, you know, you'll read some of the comments. Most people get it, but once in a while, there'll someone go, "This is the worst prank show in the world," and you're like, "Oh, that's you know, point, you know, you don't get that's the joke." Yeah, and see, that's the
2: you whole know? thing. Some people did not get it was a joke. For me, it's my life. It's I, I've lived my life that way. It's just how do, how do you not get that I wasn't being serious there, and that, and when you did it. And it's not necessary to, to describe any of the bits. It's just the fact that no. that at the end, you would just be, I mean, you were just such a pain in the ass. It was wonderful. And
0: I, I'm so It started from a stupid joke I would do when I would, like, go over to the uh, Tosh.0 offices and hang out with Daniel when he first got the show. Right. And I would go up to people. because I think prank show? There was some prank show on the air at that point that was so bad. And I'd go, oh, to anybody working there, do you know what time it is? And they'd go, oh, yeah, it's uh, 2.30, and I'd go, ah, I already know I have a watch on, you dumb piece of, you know, I would be like, you're so stupid, you're so dumb, and you're so angry, you're so mad at me, you stupid pile of garbage, I can't believe it. And then I go. You're on my new awful prank show. I got you good, you stupid. So that's. And then we're like, we should do something where it's just that this guy has the worst prank show in the world. Well, it's a great
2: idea. That's all I have to say. I, I, I I thought I I got the joke immediately. So if I'm the only one, I'm very proud of that. But I I don't think I'm the only one. I
4: swear, there's a cluster of neurons that lets people like get satire and some people just aren't born with it or something because i've seen people yeah, not people, get the yeah. most obvious satire in the universe
0: yeah you know and the good thing is a lot of people do get it and it's so silly and some people might say hey i get it and i still don't like it of course not everybody that doesn't like it it's because they don't get it but um yeah sometimes uh it could you know uh, some people don't but you, you know on the internet if you read comments the best thing i ever heard is remember it could be a sixth grader, you know, so you're like, oh, that's yeah. right, you forget who's coming, and you always think it's, like, yeah. the most savvy, but I don't want to go down a train of negativity because um, it's no reason to, I always catch myself, uh, you know, talking about a percentage of people that don't get something, but um, but anyway, I digress.
2: Well, no, I mean, in Act Happy, you talked about a lot of the, man, you, it's been a tough road to hoe there coming and going uh, with, with uh, all the stuff you talked about, and I, I you know. I'm of, I've been interviewing people now for like 48 years and I don't ever say oh, you know why well, you know all I want to do is talk about what do your act and I, I that's not what I do at all but the, so you talked about a lot of I don't very, mind you talked about a lot of very important things and act happy and so I I'm not saying hey Todd, could you just do part of your act? That's not what I mean at all. But you did talk about some very, very important things in, in Act Happy as well that have happened to you and what what you're all about and who you are as a person, which
0: I really admired. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, it, it, a lot of it was, like, later in my career. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, I don't really talk about politics that much on one area that I think you might be talking about, and then there's obviously something else. But I... Uh, I uh, you know, started to enjoy talking about social issues. And when I, when I wrote the book, I realized, wow, I, I, I don't really talk about this in my act. So this was the first special since, like I said, not politics, but more social issues. And, you know, it, it feels good to be able to vent about that stuff. I mean, mainly the biggest thing is, which I don't agree with, and I, and I just feel like I talk about it 24 hours a day. And if somebody ever, my paranoia thinks someone goes, all right, enough already, I'll be like, oh, did it stop? when someone says enough already with that. You go, oh, did it stop? <laughs> oh, no, then probably, that's like if somebody, if a cop was defending you from someone beating you up and then, you know, he goes, all right, that's enough. Well, there's, there's other guy still beating me up, so maybe you should just keep helping me. So the the constant, you know, the lost people that everyone forgets about is young people. You get such a shitty rap. Oh, can I curse? No, no not. that's fine. I don't know. You're, you're fine. Uh, no, bad I'm rap. Fine. And, and it's not, you know, when you defend young people, not that I shouldn't defend them just for defending them, But you defend the world because the entire problem and i'm not overstating it with the world is that older people have a trouble understanding that young kids don't get stupider they get smarter it's just evolution it's not even up for debate i have a lot of things i'm passionate about that are still up for debate in other words what i'm saying just because i'm passionate and i feel right about something you still have to leave it on the drawing board to be discussed that's how you bring other people with you and on my best day i'm kind when i discuss it and because that's the only way people are going to listen to Uh you but i don't put the kids are getting smarter under that category anybody who thinks they're not getting smarter um it's to me it's like the world's round and kids get smarter that's how factual it is and i don't know maybe people are scared of dying and they'd like to believe that these young kids not only do they have more time left on the planet uh not only do they have thicker hair uh that maybe they're smarter too and that's by the way that's not Hitting old people against young people. No, if, no. if If I'm right, I'm going to say if, and young kids are getting smarter, um, that's good. That's yeah. good. It's not, it's not like a bad thing. It's not like it's, an, it's good. That means older people did a good job. Is that what you wanted? Did you want the young people to turn out even the same as you? Or <laughs> did you want them to be smarter? Right. Or did you want them
2: to be dumber? You know by coincidence, Todd, just about two or three weeks ago, and I can't remember what the event was, it was uh, I don't know they were talking about DACA or they were talking, I don't know what they were talking about, but Congress was all up in arms about something, and the president was up in arms about something. And I went I, uh, on a morning show, I've interviewed you on my morning show many times as well. I've, I've been doing it for thirty two years yes. i I went on the next day on the morning show and I said, I have a question for America. Why do you want a bunch of eighty year old people? Uh, seventy-year, eighty-year-old—not that they don't—they're not wise and they're learned and all the rest of it. But I saw, you know, Donald Trump is seventy-one. You, you've got Nancy Pelosi, who's—I think she's near eighty, if she's not eighty. You got you got Chuck Schumer. You got Mike Pence. So it's it's not just Democrats or, uh, or not just Republicans. It's both parties. Why don't they get some right. younger people in there to make the? Because any decision they make, Todd, is not going to affect them at all because they're rich right. and, and they're and
0: old. By the- Oh, go
2: ahead. No, that's it. They're just rich and they're no, old. I, that's it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and by the way, you know, it's not like you said. It's not all older people. When older people, like me, in my opinion, someone like Bernie Sanders, acknowledges the brilliance of youth, mm-hmm. that's when the two of them can move forward like a freight train. So when I say young people are getting, you know, I'm not saying all young people are brilliant, but. The people that say, oh, kids today, all they do is this or all they do is that, the reason that they say that, even if it's true, let's say, let's say just to make a clean argument, that you found something. Because I know a lot of people that say they agree with me because I'm so passionate about it. Even someone in that room right now where I'm, you know, you all are, mm-hmm. will, will end the interview and then maybe go, I agree with them overall, but you've got to admit, they want to find a nuance where they're right. like. Even if you're right, let's say you're dead right, you found a nuance where they're getting, uh, you know, not as smart, they're not as enlightened, even, and I underline it a hundred times, even if you're right, who cares? It's not important. It, you, the reason you're willing to talk about a nuance where they might not be, uh, they not let's say, just call it layman's term, they're getting dumber and dumber, is because you're not aware where they're brilliant. You're not aware what they're yep. brilliant. You're not aware what they're doing because if you did know how brilliant they were, you would find it insignificant to find a little nuance about them that you thought was not smart. So you know, I, I just you know you know. So I talked about that in the special, and that was fun to talk about. It was cathartic for me to scream about that.
2: Well, there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> at all. And Act Happy, you also talked. to, uh, I mean, many many things. You talked about your your coming out party. Do you did you? Uh, when you came out, did you feel uh, like you had helped a lot of people? Because I got to believe—look, uh, the the quarterback on my my childhood football team, a guy named Cliff
0: Seagull. By the way, you, you can tone down the flamboyancy of it. I didn't have a coming out part.
2: Well, it says what, yeah, I was—I was going to says, <laughs> I was gonna wait, say. Wait a minute, Todd. That's what it says in your bio. I just read it right from your no, bio. No, it doesn't. Well, you honest? it's honest? Honestly, that's what I was sent.
4: Uh, yeah, we have a bio on the calendar. I don't know where it's from, but by yes, the way, just, uh,
0: just so I'm curious, do you is this live or do you edit this?
2: Both. I can edit, so you can tell me to go f myself if you want. But I, I really read that from oh. a bio that I was sent.
0: Oh no, 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 no! no. I'm not, I'm not mad. Oh, I'm good. just joking with you. But, but I am morbidly curious now. What it actually says in the bio?
4: Yeah, it just says his coming out party. That's, says, there's no context or anything. It it it's says, says, just like a thing that you talk uh, about.
0: I'll
2: read, the whole so I'll read the whole line. I'll read <laughs> the whole line. Whoever's... It says Todd Glass' Netflix special, Act Happy, try to keep up as comedian Todd Glass delivers a rapid fire stand up that bounces from his heart attack to his coming out party and how to eat a Kit Kat. That's the whole
0: line. Uh, Okay, you got to send that back to me, and then I'm going to call whoever wrote that and punch <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad because you went like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. It's oh, <laughs> a party. Anyway, anyway not, not to get in the way of the question because that, but, uh, you know, I look, anybody who does it helps because right. without, you know, right. without celebrating myself too much, it helps because, you know, it just lets people know. You know, the more people that come out, the more that the more other people go, you don't know, you don't know. People used to think they could tell who was and who wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And that's changing, and that's changing, and uh, that's a good thing. But yeah, I I didn't want to make it my whole special. I just wanted to say, hey, this is not because I was worried when I did it, like a lot of people are, Mm -hmm. even people that aren't comedians or actors or anything. We worry, you know, I don't want it to become my identity, but so do kids worry about that? They're, you know, whether in college or high school or wherever they are, uh, they worry. They don't want it to become their identity. So I thought, well, don't make it your identity and you're special. Right. It is part of my life. And I talked about it in due proportion. It was like in the middle of a story, boom, and then I'm out of it. And it's like, yeah, this is part of who I am. And I thought I handled it. I was proud of the way I... It, it came off on the
2: special. Yeah, sure, I understand that. One of the, well, that was one of the greatest reactions that I've ever gotten. Like I said, I've been in radio for forty-eight years. I've been doing the morning show for thirty-two years, and this show for about six years. And just the the way you went, you know, Tom, you don't have to be so flamboyant. <laughs> just the way you reacted was fantastic. <laughs>
0: no, it's my. Can I tell you, it's still my own. It's still all my own. My own problem, like with the words. You know, like my brother teased me. He goes, "You know, you you came out on your special, and you never mentioned the word gay." And I went, "I know. I just (laughs) still, I don't have a problem with people using that word. That obviously, we're not talking about in a negative way, of course, but just on a positive way, as someone referencing themselves. If someone is comfortable saying I'm gay, oh my, they win. That's that's because it's not an insult to be gay, but because the word, growing up, was also used as lame and stupid and dumb."
3: Yeah, it yeah, yeah,
0: packed a little bit of a punch for me, so I just try not to use the word. And even when I was telling friends, as I, you know, as I over the years, I would always go, "Well, they, I go." There's something I want to tell you. I go. I would always say, "You probably already know." I go, but uh, uh I like dudes. <laughs> that was my way to tell people, <laughs> I, like I, "I like dudes." Yeah, I mean, I, so.
2: Todd, I was talking earlier about uh, about my friend Cliff who was the uh, the quarterback on, on our football team when I was a kid. And one day Cliff came to me, and he said, I want to show you a picture. And I, You know, for, first of all, thank you for all your time, because I looked at the clocks. And I'm like, my God, you're very generous with your time, so I won't keep you much longer. I'm great.
0: But, but, I'm on the treadmill, so it helps me, too. Okay, well,
2: good. I'm glad to hear that. Maybe we'll just go for another 10 minutes, <laughs> because i got a million things yeah. that I want to talk to you about. Um, so Cliff says, I want to show you a picture. And I said, okay. He shows me a picture of this woman. And I said... Is that your I, I know you've only got two brothers. You don't have a sister. And do I know this person? He goes, yeah, you know this person. I said, okay, well, I don't recognize this person. He said, it's me. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I'm going to become a woman. I'm a, I'm a woman inside and I'm going to have a sex change. And I wanted you to know that. And I said, that's you know, that's pretty amazing. Now, so Cliff became Lauren. She's now Lawrence. Okay, can I
0: ask you how many years? And this was a, a while ago, right?
2: This happened what? Uh, but twenty? Years, was maybe it, was it twenty years ago? I think hmm. he
0: started the process. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get it. It wasn't. It wasn't in high school that this happened. No, no. Was that? It
4: was, at, it, it it was, was afterwards. Because after. I know for a fact that he was a man when I was a kid. So it couldn't have been more than twenty years.
2: Yeah. So it was not more than right, twenty right, years right. ago. But again, but the great thing about that is. Is So I said, well, yeah, you you do what you want to do. And I I tell Lauren that I love her all the time. I love them as Cliff, and I love her as Lauren. And and the weird part of that is, because I'm a a bigger guy, people told Cliff, don't tell Tom because he'll be mad as hell and probably beat the hell out of you. Now, why do people assume that kind of thing is what I don't understand.
0: You know, there, there were some people that, you know, I was afraid to tell because of things they said. That I, uh, you know, and, it's, and there were some people I was afraid that had nothing to do with anything they ever did. But, you know, it, you know putting it as simple, it's like, you know, if somebody, like, let they told you that or that they were gay or something that you're not familiar with, right. there is no problem, and I, th- I, I always like to say this there's no problem with having difficulty wrapping your mind around what somebody just told you. But there is a problem if you don't want to learn. So a lot of people hide behind this. I'm sorry. It's different. I, 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 I. No, 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 no. Don't, don't cry. <laughs> don't make it like you're the victim. Don't boo-hoo. I, 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 the question is, do you want to learn? Do you want to learn? Or yeah. do you just think, no, that's weird. That's different. Go hide. No, that's not Okay. But if it's different, you don't know how to handle it, and you got a billion questions, and you ask a billion questions, and it takes you a while, and then the more you hang out with that person, the more you get comfortable, the next thing you know you're not even thinking about it. Yeah, that's a road. That's the path. But if you're willing to take that path as opposed to just stifling the other person, you know, sexuality, you know, look, we're about ready to have another sexual revolution. And not only for for transgender people or gay people, but for everybody, you know.
4: Whoa. Oop. Dropped his phone, I think. I hope he didn't fall oh, off the so
0: treadmill. Yes, you know, empathy, empathy is not a competition. Ooh, Todd? <laughs> my favorite
4: line.
2: Just, yes. We can barely yeah, hear yes. it. Did you drop your phone? I did, but
0: I, I didn't drop it. An earpiece came out. You can't uh, hear me now? I can hear it's you. It's a
4: little quiet. I can barely small. hear you. Oh really? What? <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs>
0: hold on. Hello, he goes, hold on. He's blowing into the mic. Hello, hello, hello. Well, hello, hello. There, perfect. Well, well, perfect uh, again.
2: Yep, it sounds good.
0: You sound. I sound okay. Yeah, you sound really good. Okay, great. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are straight that are, let's use the term, in the closet, not with their sexuality, but maybe a hobby that they like that is perceived to be feminine. So I think it's just, you know, like someone said, sexuality is a, is a complex issue. And if anybody likes to have things clean and neat, and I get it, I get it. Sometimes we have enough already to learn. It's like when the new cell phone comes out. It's like, oh, no, I, I just got comfortable with my old cell phone. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. If you take the time to get your new cell phone, and at first it's a pain, every single time the new cell phone comes out, yeah, I don't like it. I'll admit it. But then, as I learn about it, there's always two or three new things that I go, I actually like this. And if you want to keep your old flip phone, that's fine. But when it comes to growing as a person and, and, and not having, you know, your social views evolve as you grow, that's not okay. So, you know, I'm not, I, I have to do the same thing. Just new things happen and don't get tired of growing. It's not a, its not cute. Like, you know, some people just get so tired. I, I do talk about this in a special. I call them what's next people. Uh-huh. You know, they're all right with gay marriage, but then they'll go, but well, what's next? I always go, well, why do you care? <laughs> why do you will be something next. Right. Like, why do why, you what, care? Why do you embrace it? You're, you're going, what should I do? Just grow until I die like an idiot? That's what it sounds like they're saying. Like, oh, I'll just grow every year like a moron. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. um, And I I am stealing from the special right
2: now. I got to ask you a bit. You can probably straighten this out for me because I don't understand something about... First of all, uh, I was just reminded by a listener that Lauren Siegel, my transgendered friend, uh, did the first transgender traffic report because she wanted to come on the show and talk about being transgender. And I said, would you do the traffic report? So the first... uh, Transgender traffic report is what she called it, which was very funny and a lot of fun. It was a ball. I was also, many, many years ago, was the first uh, radio television guy to come out in favor and support gay marriage. And that was, oh, my God, that was at least 25 years ago because I've been on that show for 32 years. So I came out and supported gay marriage 25 years ago. But because I treat everyone the same, like, I will, I will treat you, I'll be a smartass to you just like I would be anybody else or, or a person of any kind. Co- but people think because I treat everyone the same that I'm racist and homophobic and just a horrible human being. Because I treat everyone the same. Do you understand that thinking?
0: Yeah. I, I, it, look, it's so complex that I don't know all the things you've said over the years. So I don't want to like, I'm sh- you know, I don't know if I would go, oh, well, that one, you might, I could see why people, you know, it, 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 it doesn't mean that you can't have a joke about people that are transgender. It doesn't mean you can't have jokes about people that are gay. It doesn't mean you can't joke about women. But I think the question is, and that's why it's a more complex conversation, what are the jokes? Are they jokes? Because we're very happy to throw things into the, it's just a joke, it's a joke. Well, Jokes can be brilliant. Jokes can be dark right, and cracked right. and empty and brilliant. And jokes can also help. And I'm stealing this phrase because I love it. Look, first of all, I always say every comedian should do whatever they want. That's the brilliant part about comedy. I don't want anyone to change because of peer pressure. You do comedy, you do whatever you want. Now, something I think changes your opinion yeah then of course that's great but comedy is comedy and no one should do anything but what they want to do on stage um unless they actually change their opinion my personal opinion is uh, don't use comedy to normalize oppression
3: yeah Yeah, I i Because because
0: in the past i have done it i've done it i look back at work from 30 years ago and not the most egregious hateful jokes in the world Mm -hmm. but i think oh that would sort of normalize the oppression Making jokes about stereotypes that weren't true seemed not that harmful. So as I go forward in life, I try not to, uh, to, uh, you know, you know, use. Jokes that normalize people being oppressed.
2: Yeah, I understand. But that. Anyway, but, but you can't protect people from from the entire world, and I think that's what a lot of people always say. Oh, well, they're well, they, you know they're this, they're that, they're the other thing. So we we need to protect them. No, no, you don't need to protect them. They're human beings just like you are. They have you know a different orientation or a different skin tone or a different gender or whatever but you don't have to protect them they're just as strong as you are see to me it implies that they're weak go ahead go ahead i'm just saying to me it implies if i have to protect some it means they're weaker than i am and i don't look at people that way i don't think i have to protect anybody right
0: Have to hear the context of, right. you know, why no, I'm no, very careful not to go to go off and go. Oh yeah, because sometimes people do need to be protected, and I think it depends what yeah, okay. the situation is. Okay, but but people do, you know, it's it's that expression, scream for what you're not. You know, like if you're if you're if I'm, I'm a man, I could scream for women issues. Sometimes people do need other people to scream sure, for them. By the sure. way, we wouldn't women would have never got to vote if it wasn't for men. That went. Oh my God! They should vote. Uh-huh. So you know that, right. that's why men could scream for that because that's why. So it is. But you look. It depends what the joke is. But, but on a broader scale, no. Just because some you, we can make jokes about people, but let it not be the jokes that a dumb bully in high school would make. How about that? It, it, and if we go back to it, like what, what, was your joke a joke that any moron could have made? Was it clever? Was it a joke that. That group of people could laugh at, and Mm -hmm. let's say not all the people, but let's say the people that have a great sense of humor and they get irony and they get you know they get sarcasm, they get satirization, and they're not gentle. Oh, I don't know about comedy; they get comedy. But you make a joke about, let's say, transgender people. Could they could they appreciate it? I think that's a good question to ask. Or was it a joke that any dumb bully could have made? No, it's a joke. But you know what? How good of a joke is it? Is what I always ask. And by the way, everything I'm saying to you right now, that's what I ask myself. I'm not writing any book or yeah. any rules for comedy because, like I said, uh, the great thing about comedy is you do what you want.
4: Now, good news, your Bluetooth headset just fixed itself.
0: It did. <laughs> it
2: sounds really good. Todd, i got to tell you uh, something. What, I, what I'm going to have to do, because you just gave us a half an hour of your time. What I'm going to have to do now is, is buy some, I don't know, network TV time or whatever and advertise this. Because this is a conversation that everyone should hear. I mean, I learned yeah, a lot. I, I learned a lot talking to you today. It was, I think it's, see, that's I, that I think is terrific.
0: Thank you. I appreciate
2: that. I hope you had a good time.
0: I did. I did. It helped. That's what I said. Like, if I was sitting in my house, it goes quicker, but on the treadmill it helped talking because it made my treadmill time pass by a lot
2: quicker. Well, thank you again for all the time you gave us an entire half hour of your time. It was a great conversation. Uh, Act Happy Todd Glasses Netflix. Now I got I got to plug the special because it, that's why you know, that's my job. Todd Glasses Netflix special Act Happy, but I will not read the part about what it's about because I don't know who wrote that, but Act Happy. It's really good. I saw it when it first came out. I saw it immediately. I've been a huge fan of yours for years, and I just can't tell you how much I appreciate all the time you gave us today, and a um, fantastic conversation.
0: Thank you. You're a good man, and I appreciate the, I appreciate the conversation.
2: All right. I hope, I hope I talk to you again really, really soon, Todd. Thank you very much. And continue with your workout. You look great in the T-shirt. Thank okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Bye. Bye. Todd Glass, ladies and gentlemen, that, nobody, Todd Glass doesn't do half-hour interviews. No? No. Uh, and, uh, and Melina will talk about how to handle this because this, this is going to be easy. It's going to be right at 30 minutes. That's two 15-minute segments, brother. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.